0: You, Under the Water Tower, presented by Team
1: Couch of Birch Realty Group, and now here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane.
0: Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Today is December first. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon, December first. When we put this out on Friday, there'll be 22 shopping days left until Christmas. Just unbelievable.
1: Time's ticking, Derek. It, uh, it you know, it's here before you know it. Hard to believe that we're turning the calendar to December. Uh, I want to apologize to all the podcast listeners about my voice. Um, I apologize. It sounds like I went to a, you know, basketball game last night or something and <laughs> sat on the front row, but, uh, or smoked a couple of packs, but um, doing okay. Playing hurt today, but uh, we're going to break through it. And uh, you're right, Derek, 22 days before Christmas, uh, shopping days at least. And it's uh it's crazy. It's, it's already here and uh, I, we're doing a pretty good job of knocking some things out. So we're doing, we're ahead of it pretty good. I, I think I'm pretty ahead of it too. I've got
0: four or five, I guess, people to get in that little stock and stuff or stuff like that. So plan on being done here in the next week or so. And uh, yeah, another year, and and I'd like to be able to enjoy the season more. And so I've done a little better job each year, maybe buying stuff earlier and earlier. I also want to say a prayers all go out to everybody south of us. You know, we luckily dodged the storms. It is a lot colder today than it was the last time we recorded. But other than that, uh, the rain came through. We got a good soaking rain. A lot of, you know, there was some thunder, some lightning, but nothing serious. Uh, But people south of us did have a hard time in Mississippi. Uh, It looked like the cone that they kind of shifted, showing the worst of it, did go south the day before. They started saying, hey, look, it's going to be south. It's going to be south. they were right, uh, but just really feel for those people in, in uh, central Mississippi and Alabama who were affected. So, uh, prayers up to them. And it uh, looks like this weekend kind of hit or miss
1: rain. Still in the 50s, so not not too, too bad. Yeah, here we are. It's wintertime. You never know what you're going to get in the Mid-South. It could be 72 and sunny. On Christmas Day, it could be, uh, 42. <laughs> it could be 42 and windy. You just never know what's going to happen in the Mid-South. And if you're wanting to uh, get away from that or move into the Mid-South with the uh, crazy weather, uh, you may be interested in... Buying or selling a home in DeSoto County. And if this is the first time you listen to the UTW podcast, we are so appreciative of our 2022 presenting sponsor, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County, Team Couch or Birch Realty Group. Team Couch possesses over 66 years of combined real estate experience. Thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying or selling side of residential real estate. They are full time, full service realtors, which means they are available whenever you need them. They were also recently voted DeSoto's Best for the fifth time. They're currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Simply give them your address, they can tell you all about your street, your neighborhood how long houses are staying on the market, how fast they're closing. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that you want from a realtor in 2022. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian directly on his cell phone at 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. Just simply put in the number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, information in the filters, and let teamcouch.com do all the work. If you plan to buy or sell a home in the new year, now's the time to reach out to the best real estate team in DeSoto County, our 2022 presenting sponsor, Team Couch a Birch Realty Group. And podcast listeners, always remember, every home needs a couch. Glad to be recording this afternoon at the Mobile Cars and Van Rule Studios. Mobile Cars and Vans located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here in Hernando. Cars, trucks, passenger vans. If you have an insurance claim or putting your car into a body shop or maintenance shop for a day, a week, or even a month, We'd love to help you here at Mobile Cars and Vans. Give our manager, Megan, a call, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. Don't drive to the airport or Millington or Collierville to rent a car. Please think local, use local. We'd love to help you out. Mobile Cars and Vans, 662-469-4555. Well, Derek, as we record on this beautiful Thursday afternoon, uh, we'll just go ahead and say uh, you had a little bit of traffic getting over here because the uh, railroad was closed down. It is closed down. Railroad yeah, was closed the, down. Fixing the hump. Fixing the hump right there. Uh, it, it was time for it, uh, no doubt about it. I saw the guys slaving away with the uh, asphalt and the you know the stacks of asphalt. I wonder how good a job it's really going to be because. Supposed to be
0: done today. The railroad gave them one day to get it done. So wow. we'll, we'll know by tomorrow, or sometime tonight, uh, how that how that ride you know when you when you go over it, how it feels on the on the bump, the hump, whatever you want to call right. it. Right. We'll
1: we'll give our grades on that for the uh, next show. But uh, let me let me give let me give the government one day to fix something. One that day. important. Uh, that's a little scary.
0: <laughs> now I mean, the mayor did mention uh, it was only going to be about six thousand dollars. So it's not like it's a, a expensive repair. Yeah. It's just having to have the time and having the railroad to have to shut down. At noon right. on a Thursday, which you know just absolutely killed the railroad to have to do to not be able to block commerce.
1: Wait, for is, an this the, day. is this is this the railroad strike we I've been hearing so much about? Is this the railroad it, strike? It
0: could be the railroad strike. <laughs> I, I think that they just you know what I think they're I can't believe they let us do it at lunchtime. I was thinking more that no no you have to do it at eight a.m. because we still want to block it at noon. Right right we still want to block traffic. But anyway, it's no longer the train you can get mad at. I'm not saying get mad at the city, but there is a reason.
1: And so once this is done, we'll have a smoother track over the railroad. Well, that's a good thing that the city's doing there. And as we mentioned on our Tuesday show, the quarterly luncheon from the Chamber of Commerce did happen this past Tuesday. And uh, the mayor of Hernando, Chip Johnson, got up and spoke and gave the state of the city uh, address or, or some different topics. Mm-hmm. Tell us all about that.
0: Man, I'm going to say this a couple of times. If people would listen to our podcast, if they would share this our podcast, let your relatives, let your friends know about us uh, so they can click on us, subscribe. We would love to not only have their, their ears uh, to be able to listen to what we say, but you would actually be kind of up on the news, kind of up what's going on be Hernando. Very well-versed. Because he uh, mentioned, and they had like little cards all around on every table, about the Hernando app, and there were two people at my table who had no idea what he was talking about. Oh, my gosh. So that was uh, – And they uh, were aldermen. That's terrible. <laughs> They're not Alderman, but, um, yeah, so mention about the City app. So, again, if you do not have the City of Hernando app, go to the App Store, type in City of Hernando, download it. It can tell you all the upcoming events in Hernando. So he just mentioned that. Next, uh, he went kind of department by department, starting with the planning department, which he gave kudos right away to Austin, saying that the planning department is so much more organized, uh, and, and Austin is working to make it a model for the state. So our planning department, like okay. Hernando, Mississippi, which has been just you know an absolute um, – uh, issue for years and years and years could actually be a model used for the state based on what Austin's doing in there. If
1: I could hit a button, you just said that. If I could hit a button, it would have been that laughing thing with Tom Hanks on the Money Pit. <laughs> I love the Money Pit when he's laughing so it, hard, like ha. Yeah, hi. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it would have been right there. The money Pit. The Planning Department from the past. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, meeting Austin and bringing him on the podcast, busy with him about that. I had to go do something with the city the other day, and he was around the corner. I wasn't able to say hello or introduce myself. But um, that's great if we're addressing the planning department in the city of Fernando to be an asset versus, uh, sadly. A hindrance. A hindrance, exactly. Let's do
0: it. All right, next. Uh, And so as part of that, he mentioned there was 13 new commercial permits pulled through the planning department in the 2021-2022 year. And there was 190 home permits. So this is, a you know, for a city our size, it's a really good number. 13 commercial, 190 home permits for the last full fiscal year of the city. Uh, He mentioned the food truck ordinance is still ongoing and does want public comment. So this is something kind of breaking news. December 20th is the public hearing on food trucks. Again, if you're interested in food trucks, if you've always wanted to have a food truck, if you've always wanted to eat at a food truck in Hernando, December 20th, the Alderman meeting, second Alderman meeting in December is the public hearing on food trucks. Uh, we know it's the week of Christmas. They're still going to have a meeting. Please go there and voice your opinion, good or bad, for food trucks on December 20th the uh, dry goods trucking uh he mentioned the kind of the the trucking issues the the business on awg dry goods are trucking in and out of awg now remember there's a dry goods there's a refrigerated and there's a freezer section of this building the dry goods are now being shipped in and out daily uh, the other two are still ramping up. So right now, they're basically at one-third capacity uh, as they increase. So you will see more and more trucks going down 51 in Green Tea. Long-term, again, planning is underway. The city is ongoing. is ongoing their long-term plan right now, usually a three- or five-year plan. The city has to set, and they're undergoing that right now. So that should be announcing for public comments, Again, not for the food trucks, but for the five-year plan. We'll be uh, here soon, so be kind of listening, reading. Uh, we'll update you, of course, when we see it on our podcast about when that public hearing will be or public comments as to the five-year plan that they're looking to kind of put out and make
1: official. And sadly, the uh, Parks Department has a no-year plan after the <laughs> vote two weeks ago. The,
0: the Parks Department five-year plan uh, changed dramatically Correct. Uh, yes, after
1: after the yeah, November 8th. Yeah, they, the big whiteboard. The, the that a big eraser, big eraser on the whiteboard it. there. Oh, darn. Here we go.
0: All right. Next, move to the uh, mentioned that the director of finance has been hired for this. Uh, this is a first for the city. Director of finance has been hired and will coordinate with Pam Pyle every day. So that was just kind of a thing, giving people a heads up, which, of course, we already knew about. Uh, sales tax revenue. This was a number we did not have. Sales tax revenues were up 8% from 2020 to the 2021 year and are already up 13% starting this October 1st. The budget um, as we talked about during the budget season the budget they did at flat so whatever they made that eight percent increase last year they used the exact same budget so right now they already have five percent more money on the uh on the sales tax revenues to be able to put to other projects if that continues for the rest of the year so we will see
1: what about the huge surplus that i uh, the mailers i got in the mail that talked about the, the surpluses surplus. yeah, and the, windfalls of sales tax money. Yeah, uh, that was rainy day. Did he fund. mention that? Okay, I don't know if he no, mentioned that. He did mention the, mailers, the Rainy day fund.
0: Yeah, that they are working to increase the rainy day fund. Right, but there is there's not a surplus. There, there's always money in the bank, or well, you hope there's always money in the bank that carries over year to year. Gotcha.
1: That's just not spent. Okay, yet. I just didn't know the flyer I got in the mail saying vote no that had Joe Biden pointing at everything. I, I didn't know if that was. I, I didn't know. Did he mention anything about Joe Biden? Was he in Hernando? Was no. Joe, Joe, Biden Biden in was Hernando Joe Biden in Hernando in the last not, not, two years? No, no, did, no. Did Joe Biden have anything to do with our parks department at all in the last two not. years? Okay. Just making sure. None of that was mentioned. Okay. Uh, today, December 1st,
0: uh, Shane Ellis has taken over as the new police chief. That's now, correct. This is something we could have reported as a separate story on its own, but we knew this was coming. We knew this day was coming. Yesterday was Chief Worsham's last day. Today, December 1st, is Shane Ellis' Chief uh, Ellis's first day as chief, just a, a you know, great day for the city, great day. You know, we, we thank so much to what Chief Worsham has done. Uh, but now we welcome uh, Chief Ellis and look forward to working with him. We actually want to talk about an event coming up here uh, toward the middle of the month uh, in our shout-outs that uh, he's, you know, the, the police department's very instrumental in helping the crew with. So uh, we want to say thank you uh, to everything that the police, uh, police department does. And also congratulations to Chief Ellis. Uh, he did uh, mention that, of course, seven new police officers are on staff now that were added and filled. Uh, in the last fiscal year for the city, uh, and that also every school has an officer on site. This is stuff that we talked about before. Great. Now, he did give an update, which we did not know, uh, about the animal shelter. The animal shelter is now under roof. So, again, it is dry. Those of you all in the construction business uh, know about it. It is in the dry, so they're now able to do everything they want to do out there, rain or shine, because it's in the dry, which is great news. Right now, the middle of February is when they expect to have it finished. Two months, two and a half months from now, the animal shelter will be completed, and then they will look to add staff at that time. They still have the director. They still have the couple of the uh, the women who are helping at the current shelter. But once the new one's open, all of the positions they had in the budget for the new animal shelter to, to staff it properly, that sort of thing, those will be you know put out for, I guess, applications, that sort of thing, will be asked for starting in mid-February.
1: This is my opportunity. That's great about the animal shelter. This is my opportunity to remind people that driving with a dog in your lap is uh, dog very selfish, and you and I would not get along. I saw two people do it today. <laughs> saw a guy actually drive up a one-way street, slam on brakes when he saw the one-way street sign, mm. uh, continued up the one-way street because, I mean, you know, maybe he was a little distracted with the little yappy dog in his, in his lap.
0: Man, I saw one. <laughs> I it's in, unbelievable. I was in Chick-fil-A the other night after a basketball game. I was, you was know, getting something to take home, and I went, went inside because the, the line's too long, so I went inside to do the order, and I looked in the drive through line, and there is a guy driving – had to be some kind of Ford F two fifty King Ranch. I mean jacked up, just monster truck. Right. Barely could fit through the the double drive through now they have the Chick-fil-A. And he had the smallest Chihuahua <laughs> hanging out the yeah. front of his car. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you've got that truck. And he was a big guy too. Sure. I said, like, you got you're big, the truck's big. This little bitty like Two-pound dog, you have – I mean, that is just basically – that's roadkill. I mean, like, well, yeah. you slam on your brakes, it hits the window, it's dead.
1: Well, like. and we'll move on, Derek, but there's no doubt in my mind that if you pay attention to uh, the sales of yappy dogs uh, increasing, the masculinity has plummeted okay it's a proven fact yappy dogs have increased masculinity has decreased that's why we're here 2022
0: <laughs> okay, i don't know about that i just know it's so a very saying, strange looking if sight. you have
1: your dog if you have your dog in your lap driving around the city of hernando please oh, don't oh, do it oh Derek, it's even worse i see people sometimes to this day look, yappy dog in their lap driving mask on okay seen that last, last week again
0: just just please keep the dogs home i don't know why they have to travel and if they have to travel, please put them in the back seat. Put a seatbelt on them.
1: Do something. Treat them like if they're your kids. Treat them like a kid. You would be pulled over if your kid was in your lap as you're driving. It's the, the lap seat. part I don't understand. I mean, literally, right. it's a lap dog, but that doesn't mean the lap dog has to be yep. with the steering wheel in front of you too. Yes. We digress, of course. Go ahead. All right. So, he, so that's t- great about the animal shelter. Day. It is great about the animal shelter. Then he moved I on. Heard, hey, real quick, I haven't yep. heard much about the animal shelter. Is this new? Is the animal shelter a new topic? It's been animal. talked about for a couple months. For a couple months, it's been talked about. Uh, now we're I moving. would have voted no. 10% is too much. 10% is too much for the dogs.
0: <laughs> we're moving on from the animal shelter, and we're going to get to the parks, which we already kind of mentioned oh, the here we parks. Go. So he, uh, that was a the shortest things. part of the, uh, of the speech. <laughs> no, he, he did not mention one thing. It was only one thing. He talked about the partnership with the Gatorade Fieldhouse uh, is going very well, yes, and yes. that it has it, that 117 more kids are playing this year than last year. So they've got 100. That's a 33. No, excuse me, it was like a 27 percent increase, which was excellent uh, because those kids just want to play in a, a cool facility. So yeah. that was great news. They also mentioned that 33 percent of the soccer complex is now paved. Uh, so one-third of it basically is paved, which is awesome, Uh, and that the $150,000 grant for the Phase 2 of the skate park has been received but it will not be started until this spring because of the basically the asphalt issues. Yeah, Plants start closing down. It's cold, and so they're going to wait till the spring. But they actually have the money in now. They will set it aside, and they'll be able to, to spin that. Uh, and then this one is more, you know, that, the one that's out there now is a bowl. If you, you know, kind of the, those bowls that you go in and out of, uh, half pikes that sort of thing. Now the new one is going to be more of a road course that with obstacles where you can kind of sure. jump up on railing and that kind of stuff. So it is something different than what's already out there. Then he moved to the fire department. Three new firemen were hired last year. They are now again. If things break right, if the increase in the sales tax carries forward, they'll be looking for a new ambulance next year and three new medics. Now next year means 2023, 2024. So yes. as they're budgeting this summer for next year, you know they'll kind of see what they are. If this increase continues, that increase they're going to use for the next fiscal year to look to add an ambulance, which will be our third, uh, and three new medics to go along with that, which will be huge for the city. Absolutely. Uh, moved along now to the Public Works Department. The water line is being run from Holly Grove to Lauder Road water plant. It's now under construction. Once that is finished, the Jaybird water plant will then be upgraded that we've talked about before on a podcast. So all that is now in process. The first one's going to be done. So Jaybird will not be started until Holly Springs is completed. Uh, that is the timeline now for when that will happen. The developers right now cannot ask for new construction and development on the Jaybird, off the Jaybird plant until that is done so again everybody out there if you see well you know they've got this red sign it's been approved why well, haven't they started the lots yet well they haven't started the lots yet because they don't have the capacity sure because the state came in and said you're at 100 here you can't do anything until this is relieved and that's what uh, they're doing with the help of arpa funds which is basically right now the only arpa funds being spent in this area right now is the Lauder road and the jaybird water plant projects
1: hey have you driven down the holly springs road yet I have not. I have I not, not done either. The new,
0: yeah. yeah, the new opening. So I know everybody's happy about it, oh, though. No doubt. Um, but yeah, I have not made it out there. Uh, discussed the Hernando West sewer line. It is now complete. Remember, we talked about all that? Sure. It's sure. done. It's in. Now, up to the developer to kind of decide when they're ready to start on that first phase uh, based on obviously market conditions, which with rates at 7% right now and the wintertime setting in, probably not the best time to start now, but they will be able to start once they're ready because the sewer has been run. And he mentioned this last thing, Public Works has a few open positions if anyone is interested. Now, I didn't mention for any other department, I'm not saying there are not other shortages that the city needs, but Public Works is one that he said, look, we need people. We need people out there. Yes, you have to be outside. Yes, sometimes it's hot, cold. Uh, some sweaty work. It may be hard work, but this is good work. They've increased the pay on those positions. So if you know of anybody that may be interested in a uh, public work department, which the, the city pension, that sort of thing, or the state pension going through the city, anything like that, get the benefits, please contact the city of uh, to work in the public works department. And, Matt, that was, uh, of course, he mentioned the the railroad bump that we've already discussed, and that
1: was the end of his talk. A lot of different things going on, Derek. The State of the City Address, uh, I say address, not necessarily a formal address like a speech or anything like that, but just giving bullet points of what's going on in this city. So we appreciate the Board of Aldermen, uh, Mayor Chip Johnson, and everyone that has to be involved. First and third Tuesday of every month uh, they do that, if you didn't know that. You do now. If you listen to the podcast, more than likely you do know that already. Um, if you're interested in attending the Alderman meetings, like I said, first and third Tuesday right there at City Hall, and watch it on YouTube. Wonderful coverage that they do now. Uh, I would say the most transparent the city's ever been uh, for you to be able to pay attention to. They even the YouTube the uh, Planning Commissioner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commission meetings once a now, month. once a month. So a lot of stuff to look at. If you can on the YouTube channel to keep up to speed with what's going on right here in the city of Fernando.
0: Hey, Matt. You know what's not? What's not a, a breaking story? This is how he ended the meeting. He ended the meeting saying, announcing. Somebody asked him that
1: Whataburger was coming.
0: Yes, that is old news to that's us.
1: That's old news because we we announced that so long ago. That is old news on to the, us. Well, be, actually, he announced it a year the, ago yeah, on, on the, our podcast.
0: Correct. He threw it out there. We, we sat silent, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then we found out the permit was pulled, what, two months ago? Yeah. Told you all two months ago it was coming. People with audible gasp
1: in attendance because they did not know. Shame on you. Shame on those people for not listening to the UTW podcast. I, that's all I'm saying. I mean, if you want to know what's going on in Hernando um, of, of value, I won't say gossip <laughs> by any stretch uh, in Hernando, just listen to the show. We tell you guys what's going on with the meetings. Derek does a great job covering the uh, Alderman meetings. We don't cover specifically the Planning Commission meetings unless or something pretty big in there that we won't talk about. So, look. We continue to grow with our listeners. We continue to grow with people who want to know what's going on here in the city, and we appreciate you guys uh, trusting us with that. Derek, speaking of, um, well, appreciation or trust, uh, maybe two things that you don't hear a lot coming out of the DMV, but you can uh, get a little opportunity to see more of the DMV during the month of December in DeSoto County. Tell us what I mean.
0: Well, Matt, it does look like everyone is getting into the joy of the season, even a department that is high up on everybody's list as being a Scrooge. The Mississippi Department of Public Safety will kick off the holiday season by expending hours of operations to customers seeking services from the Drivers Service Bureau. The extended hours will include Saturdays, December 3rd, 10th, and 17th from 8 a.m. to noon at specific offices, including the Nesbitt location at 159 License Drive off of Highway 51. The Saturday services will include first-time regular driver's licenses and identification cards, renewals and duplicates, learner's permit testing, reinstatements, CDLs, commercial driver's license, renewals and duplicates only, no CDL road tests will be done, as well as firearm permit. So pretty open. So again, if you can't make it during the week, if you have trouble getting off your job, if you don't want to sit in the two or three hour lines for any reasons, they now are open Saturday, eight to 12 for the third, 10th and 17th this month. So not a, you know, this is a great opportunities. You'll but this is the most important part. You will be serviced by appointment only and must schedule appointments by visiting www.dps.ms.gov forward slash appointment Again, appointment only so this you're not going to be waiting 3 hours because you have to have right, an appointment sure. to show up. For more information and required documents, please visit www.driverservicebureau.dps.ms.gov. What a great opportunity for those who, who don't like going there, who hate the lines, who get upset every time they go, set your appointment, get it done on a Saturday. You, you know, those four those 3 days that they're offering open it up to you. If you can get in, there's really no excuse not to get it done.
1: Who Derek? There's a top three places probably that I've that I hate to go, and the DMV is one of them. I think everybody's the, top three. Everybody's top three. Man, it's um, to be. I mean, the DMV is a service industry. It's a service thing, and uh, I probably can count on one hand the number of people that I've worked with there or that have helped me there that seem to really be there for service. So I, it's I, crazy. Yeah, it really I is. I usually amazing. have
0: to go to another county. Oh. Another county does a better <laughs> better job <laughs> of service. True. Um, true. But uh, up here, I, I hope that. And maybe look, this is customer friendly. Opening on Saturdays right. is customer friendly, only. and maybe maybe they're making the effort to do that. So let's let's hope it. And again, if you need something done, what what a great opportunity to do it you know next th- over the next three weeks. Yeah,
1: good luck with that. Uh, the DMV open on Saturdays during the month of December. Derek, something else coming to town. Uh, our wonderful Desoto County Fact of the Week sponsor, the Desoto County Museum, is welcoming starting this week. Tell us all about what's going on with Rob Long and his staff right here for the Desoto County Museum.
0: A new exhibit at the historic DeSoto County Museum in Hernando considers the murders and atrocities of Nazi Germany to the Jewish people in the Holocaust through a Jewish child's eye. It is the first international exhibit for the DeSoto County Museum, which is considered Mississippi's best small museum as designated by the state. The exhibit, titled No Child's Play, Children in the Holocaust, Creativity and Play, connects with the museum's current unknown child exhibit that features a rare sculpture of an abandoned child who leans against a crematorium door, a replica of the oven doors at Auschwitz. A number of DeSoto County school children have been able to visit the museum this week and hear from Yad Visham, the USA Director of Education, Marlene W. Yahom PhD, about how children dealt with the Holocaust years. The unknown child sculpture was created by Canadian-born artist Rick Winicky, and is at the museum with the hopes of a final location being constructed that will have the 1.5 million pennies collected by DeSoto County school children seven years ago. The pennies were gathered as a school exercise. Of course, we've talked about this before, and if you've been to the museum, you've seen it. It's a very, very moving and touching like a sculpture uh, about the 1.5 million children who died in the Nazi ethnic cleansing attempt. On the Jews from German society. The Penny's project and the sculpture come under the Unknown Child Foundation of DeSoto County. The exhibit currently resides at the museum, but the foundation hopes to build a permanent memorial according to Diane McNeil, who is the foundation president. So, again, this is a traveling exhibit right now. The, the pennies, of course, are always there, but this one is a traveling exhibit. So come by and please see it. Uh, again, it's, it's been done by the Yad Vashem, which is a an organization that has put this together, has got this um, unknown child sculpture. Please go to the museum this week. Maybe if your child's class is not going, you can take your children themselves. I do plan on getting by at some point because – Matt, the admission is free, so I can literally walk in any time. And Derek, like open, Derek,
1: you do, you do like free.
0: I do like, I love some free. <laughs> but Tuesday through Saturday, again nine to five, go in there and see this wonderful exhibit that they have. And again, the first international museum in in the
1: Soto County territory or area. Yeah, try and get by and, and see the traveling exhibit there. They do a wonderful job, Rob Long and his staff at the Desoto County Museum. Hard to believe such a wonderful asset right here under the water tower. Across from Cadence Bank, 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, admission is free. Derek, not really an easy way to segue into this, but we definitely want to continue to recognize and thank our longtime sponsor, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. Working with companies such as Nationwide, Builders Mutual, Old Republic, Progressive, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Humana, Aetna. Over 50 insurance companies work with Holland Insurance to represent them in DeSoto County. Contact Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland today. Give them your budget, give them your needs, and let Bruce and Jerry and their team put together what's right for you. Call them at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. Again, property, casualty, auto, life, home, Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland are ready to serve anyone in DeSoto County. Call them again, 662-895-5528. Thank you. Holland Insurance. Podcast brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, Gate repair, fence repair, new fence Construction, new gate construction, any Project on the outside of your home Or office, call Richard today At 662-292-8855 Again that's 662-292-8855 Find more Information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook, this time of year as We switch over into winter, leaves Debris, all kinds of different things in People's yards, on the roof lines, all That stuff, Richard is ready and willing to help. He's the kind of guy you want to have on a project at your home or office. 662-292-8855-Williams Services. Middle of our Friday show always puts us at the DeSoto County shoutouts. Simply an opportunity to praise and say thank you and, and shine a bit of light on the wonderful things that the uh, nonprofits are doing in the city of Fernando. So Derek, let's go ahead and get started with this weekend, December 3rd, Saturday. What you got? Come out and enjoy breakfast and get a picture with Santa at the
0: Bridgetown Fire Department. This is the Bridgetown Fire Department's second annual Breakfast with Santa. It will take place uh, at the fire department itself at 3980 Malone Road North in Nesbitt. It will start at 8 a.m. and it says go to 11 a.m. or until they sell out. And with the price being $5 per plate, I'm going to say it's going to sell out pretty quickly. $5 a plate, that $5 gets you pancakes, sausage, milk, juice, and coffee. Again, a full pancake, sausage, Absolutely. milk, juice, and coffee for five bucks. All proceeds will support the volunteer fire department to assist with the day-to-day needs and equipment of that fire department. So again, what a better way to start off your weekend to get a good home-cooked, warm breakfast for five bucks and a picture with the big man himself,
1: That's right. Santa Claus. All proceeds benefit the Bridgetown Fire Department.
0: That is correct. Next, on the very next day, again, we talked about this every time for the last three weeks, if you miss your opportunity with Santa there, the next day, December 4th, 2 to 5 p.m. at the Hernando Parks and Recreation at the Gale Center, Cookies with Santa. Again, uh, Sunday, December 4th, 2 to 5, $3 admission. If you're over 12, if you're under 12, it's free. It's free. Uh, All of this is done, uh, made possible by the Hernando Optimist Club, so we want to say thank you to them and other wonderful nonprofit group. uh, At the Gale Center, 2601 Elm Street in Hernando, Cookies with Santa from 2 to 5 p.m. You get cookies and, again, a picture with the big man himself.
1: That's right, Derek, the third and the fourth, you can see him. And then his final opportunity to see the big man, can't really get too up up and close to him, is next Monday for the annual Hernando Christmas Parade, In my opinion, the best Christmas parade in DeSoto County, maybe even in the Mid-South, is a wonderful, well-attended, well-represented Christmas parade. Usual parade route, right there on Commerce Street. Lineup starts at 5:30. Parade starts at 6:30. Again, one of the best parades in the area. Thank you to all the people that are involved in the parade, from Derek and myself, who have attended the parade numerous times. What a great way to kick off really a small town Christmas right here in Hernandez. That's this coming Monday, and then Derek on Tuesday night. Not really a shout out. I mentioned for nonprofits. Uh, well, M.Dots probably not a. It's not a profit. It's yeah, a nonprofit. Not, it's not a profit. nonprofit, but it's got bigger budgets than most nonprofits. <laughs> I can tell you that. Tell us something that MDOT's doing right here inserted into our shout-outs on that Tuesday for people that want to be involved.
0: Well, this is not really a news story in itself. It's just a kind of a, a date that we want to let you know about, that the Mississippi Northern uh, District Commissioner, John Caldwell, who, of course, resides uh, in Nesbitt, has announced a series of town hall-style meetings across North Mississippi and the meetings will be held at various public institutions uh, December 6th through the 8th. And the time for DeSoto County, so again, he's the Northern Commissioner, so he's got several counties. The, I guess one third of the state, the northern third of the state is what you know his jurisdiction. He will be having the town hall meeting for DeSoto County Tuesday, December 6th from 8 a.m. to nine a.m. at Northwest Community College. Again, uh, on two, Next Tuesday, December 6th, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. at the Northwest Community College. Hopefully, we'll have the UTW podcast out for you by then, so you can listen on the way up there or on the way back if you plan on attending this. It will be held at the uh, Northwest Community College, DeSoto Campus, in South Haven, Room 323. Again, room 323. You're uh, encouraged to go out there, ask him questions. Give the, he'll give the updates on all the road projects that MDOT is currently funding, tell you some of the limitations in the funding. And then, of course, any questions you want to ask him, which you know, I'm sure one of the questions will be, how fast can we get the Commerce Street exit done? But um, And among other things, maybe the roundabouts on 51, that sort of thing. So if you're interested, go to that meeting, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. next Tuesday.
1: Yeah, Derek, we keep uh, referring to the big man. We're not talking about John Caldwell. He's on Tuesday. No, he's on Tuesday. The big man no, is no Santa big man Claus. big Yeah, the big man is Santa Claus. And there's one more opportunity, probably, as we joke around the last couple of weeks, as, we, uh, as the big man has to head up to the North Pole for that last push before December 25th, and that is going to be the crew of Hernando... 12th annual Santa Claus Caravan right here in the city Derek does such a good job works very hard with the local uh, school officials and and different uh, whether it be the police cars to lead us through the city Uh, just a wonderful wonderful job most people that listen to this show know what we're talking about Uh, get out take a look uh, at you know if you hear the sirens get out wave to us Um, just a really really good time we have on Saturday December 17th tons more information will be coming through Facebook uh, over the next two or three weeks so uh, look forward to that Derek any more information
0: Again, that's it. We're going to uh, cover this after you know this is a big weekend coming up with the big man. This will be the big man's last stop in Hernando until Christmas Day. Again, one week before Christmas Eve, he's going to have to get back after the crew caravan and get back. He'll have a week to kind of, I mean, rest up, eat up, get us you know get his stomach ready for the cookies and milk, get his uh, get the sleigh ready and uh, head that way. So we'll, once this weekend passes out, the, listen to the next two Fridays. We're really going to be telling you the route, start discussing all that, how it's going to go. If you want to get out, because we really want encourage not just the people in the neighborhoods that we go through, but everybody in town to come out. And there are some public streets that we're going to be on. And also, if you want to come to those neighborhoods, we'd love to have you. So we'll give you more information on those once we get past this big weekend with Santa Claus.
1: I'm going to check the 17-day-out the seventeen day out weather. You ready?
0: <laughs> I know it. I thought 10 was the max. Yeah. We got a farmer's almanac over that What we got? No,
1: no. This is AccuWeather.com. Gives you a little bit further. So Saturday... Okay. Saturday 12/17, 47 degrees, but no rain. Book it. Just t- we'll take uh, it. I, I know, well, as as someone who played music in the back <laughs> of a truck one time for that parade and it was uh 40 degrees and and raining, uh, I'll take 47 with no rain. But that's what it looks like now, so we'll update that as we come. Hopefully it'll be a wonderful chance to come out and uh well, I think the the what I love about the, the um the parade or the the caravan is um, <laughs> Just some of the moms That are just kind of sh- You know surprised And they're You know in their oh, yeah. pajamas In the driveway And it's like Oh my gosh the, the, Yeah It's like Oh my and they,
0: Peppermint's being a, a, a right. Hurled out on the They look
1: outside And they're like Their kids are all excited So they go out there And stand But they would much rather Probably be inside With their slippers <laughs> and stuff I just get a <laughs> Do not feel me Yeah what, Sometimes yeah The things that we And Hernando uh, sleep in I'll just leave it at that Are very surprising sometimes Looking forward to all Those different things The wonderful events Right here in the Christmas season For the city of Hernando We say it all the time What a wonderful a wonderful Place uh, that we live. And Derek, part of those are going to be great businesses. Part of those are going to be businesses that are involved and care about the community. And I can think of no more. Uh, involved and care about the city than our next business. Oh, I
0: completely agree. Of course, we're talking about the DeSoto Family Dental Care, which has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239.
1: Take this chance, and I'm sure we'll do it more As the uh, month of December goes goes along So Derek and I are going to be part of the, the UTW Podcast Right up until the Tuesday before the Christmas Maybe the Thursday before Christmas 22nd, yeah. something like yeah. that And then we'll have, obviously, our usual couple of weeks off before, And we're going to come back in January With some different things uh, New styles, maybe, for the UTW Podcast That we're going to work on Some, some very interesting stuff happening in 2023 But we really appreciate all the support uh, in 2022 And uh, speaking of all that support Derek, you can't have uh, without support. You can't do what we're going to talk about. We're going to recognize one signing. We like to do that here. A young person that's going to further her, his, or her career uh, when it comes to college sports. Tell us about that. All right, the uh, UTW podcast wants to say congratulations
0: to Kendall Moore, Kendall Moore of the Lady Tiger soccer team, who has signed to further her academic and soccer career at Columbia College in South Carolina. Okay, so Columbia College, South Carolina, which uh, you know, it's kind of a I never heard of Columbia College. There's another
1: college there, but there. I've never heard of Columbia College.
0: Never heard of Columbia College. I know where <laughs> Columbia is in South Carolina. And again,
1: there is another school there that's Yeah. Bigger than Columbia, I would say. No bigger doubt. Than no doubt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But also, there's also Columbia, which is up somewhere in the Northeast. New York. Yeah. Uh, but um, this is uh, this is Columbia College in South Carolina. We just want to say congratulations, Kendall Moore. Uh, just a wonderful sign. I mean, again, it's a four year college. I had to look it up because again, I was not familiar with it. Four year college, so she will be getting her you know, academics paid for, be able to
1: play a sport that she loves. So we always want to say congratulations to those young people. Absolutely. And I know we kind of date ourselves or date our uh, our shows, but uh, tonight. Uh, i'll be honored with this uh i've got a lot of work to do in the next four hours to try and fix this voice to do the senior night really enjoy the recognition for the seniors boys and girls for hernando high school will be happening tonight and uh We'll see. About five forty-five, I may have to tag somebody else in. Mr. Well, Brian Couch sits up there with me, and I, I don't know. I'm sure he'd love to. Do oh, it. I don't know. He, he would love to be able to Brian, talk. About Brian, it. he loves to talk, but he doesn't. He doesn't necessarily like talking to talk on a microphone. It, so we'll just
0: make sure that some, some of the comments
1: you may have to hit the mute button. Uh, you may have to turn it off pretty quick. Oh no, there's there's a microphone <laughs> up there that has an off/on button. Trust me, there. <laughs> there. were times last season where we made sure that that button was off for maybe a play we didn't agree with.
0: I, I, in fact, we just have breaking news. Uh, okay, just have a got? text. Another signing, which okay. actually works
1: out perfect because we i we'll have, have
0: this for next Friday. Rob Hayes, Rob Hayes, a baseball player for the North Point Trojans, has just had his signing to go to Northwest Community College. So Rob will be playing at Northwest next year for at least two years of his college paid for there at Northwest. So we want to say congratulations to Rob Hayes. He's the son of Robbie Hayes, who, of course, is a city attorney in South Haven. May at one time was – uh, one of the you know one of the city attorneys that they have, one of the prosecutors. So we want to say uh, congratulations to Rob Hayes on his signing at Northwest.
1: Absolutely, congratulations to all those young people for uh, having opportunities to get their college paid for and uh, go in that route. That's something we'll always honor and, and recognize here on the UTW podcast. And Derek, uh, maybe not a signing, but recognition for some volleyball players in DeSoto County uh, since their season has ended. Uh, right here, we we'll call it the All Metro. Some of the some of these young ladies made that. Tell us who they were.
0: We did. The Daily Memphian announced their all-Metro volleyball team for this past season, and we had four girls from the schools we cover make the first team. Not the second team or third team. All these four ladies made the first team. Ella Grace Holloway and Jada Bradley for Lewisburg and Mary Catherine Couch and Ainsley Copeland for Hernando. Congratulations, ladies, on a high honor to be chosen over so many other girls in a very talented area for volleyball. Again, these four girls were chosen for the. First, I mean, we know how great. I mean sure. Desoto Central is good. Lewisburg, Hernando, Carval. I mean, this is this is this is not just Desoto no. County wide. This, this is metro. This is MSA. Yes. This is the uh, Memphis MSA wide. Again, these four girls on the first team. Uh, so you know, again, you know how many play on the first team? Not that many. And these four girls were named a part of that team. So again, congratulations to them. Uh, and and I know that the uh, the two for Hernando—one is a sophomore, one's a junior—they will be back next year, so Absolutely. they were first team
1: and will be back. Yep, should be a good team. Let's turn our attention to soccer. As I mentioned, all the soccer matches since our last show were rained out due to the the, the weather. Was you know they were just being a little bit more proactive and trying to get the kids uh, safety uh, to take the paramount. So no games for what we cover since our last show. But as I mentioned tonight, we will have some soccer and then uh, update that, and then also a game tomorrow.
0: And, and we do have a. Uh, this is another sport who also gave out an. award so we have no soccer uh, matches to cover yet uh, but the Memphis Metro all region soccer team was also named and freshman Hayden moneymaker uh, was selected for the first team for the region uh, for uh, the North Point Trojans
1: because again Tennessee plays spring and fall
0: that's right girl yeah so so this is the girls this is the uh, girls soccer and so she um, they finished up their season She had over 20 goals for the Trojans this season, uh, and she was a freshman. So she'll look to add to that throughout the rest of her high school career. So we want to say uh, congratulations to Hayden Moneymaker making the first team All-Metro soccer team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's great to be just a freshman and have three more years to to, to add on to that. What a wonderful start to her high school career. Well, Derek, let's wrap up as we talk about girls and boys basketball right here under the water tower.
0: All right, so now we're going to go to the games that have happened since Monday, starting with the North Point girls. North Point welcomed the Kip Academy Phoenix to the Trojan Gym on Monday nights, and it was clear from the beginning that Kip was going to be outmatched. The score was 17-2 after the end of the first quarter and 40-5 at halftime. Needless to say, everyone got to play for the Trojans, with the final score being 52-13. to Lily Milligan led the Trojans with 15 points, and Nala Herrera had 10. Up next for the Lady Trojans will be a much tougher contest Friday night as Tresvent High School will come to South Haven. Lady Trojans' record is now 4-0. Lewisburg girls. The Lady Patriots traveled to New Albany to take on the Bulldogs in an area in Mississippi usually known for good basketball. The Lady Patriots took control of the game and uh, early and led – 29-10 to 10 at halftime, and 42-18 entering the final frame. The bench was emptied, and this allowed New Albany to come back and make the score a lot closer than it was. Final score, 52-44. to 44. Allie Carroll led all scores with 21, and Allison Irby had 14 points. Their record is now 6-4, and four and their next game is Thursday night at Hernando. Now, Hernando girls... As a reminder, the Hernando girls and boys did not have an early game this week, and both will play Lewisburg Friday night, so there will be no because no updates on the girls or the boys until next Tuesday's show. The North Point boys were not going to have as easy a time against Kip, and that was obvious as the score was a slight 15-14 lead for the Trojans at the end of the first quarter. Things got worse for the Trojans as Kip turned up the defense and the Trojans could only score four points at the second quarter and Kip went into the halftime leading 29-19. to The Phoenix lead increased by one at the end of the third and the Trojans could not close that 10-point gap, eventually losing 59-49. to Christian Gilliland led the Trojans with 31 points. The Trojans are now 1-3 and, and will also face off against Tresvent Friday night and then the Lewisburg boys, like the North Point boys, the Patriots game against New Albany would be a lot tougher than the girls. The Patriots trailed 12-11 at the end of the first quarter and pulled even to 26-all at the half. The Bulldogs retook the one-point lead going into the fourth, 41-40, but a huge three-pointer by Elliott in the final seconds pushed the score to a exciting Patriots victory, 58-54 over New Albany. A Marion Davis led... Lewisburg High School with 15 points, and Josiah Nelson had 11. The Patriots approved their record to 9-1 and and will face Hernando tonight, as mentioned before. Basically, all Lewisburg sports will be facing Hernando in Hernando tonight. So you've got good soccer us, yeah. matches, and you've got both basketball teams playing here tonight. We welcome the rivalry and hope that everyone from both schools are coming over to watch
1: one or both sports. Absolutely, no doubt. Derek Lewisburg, Thursday night, and Friday there's been a boys game added, Lake Cormorant, at 5 o'clock. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah, good, boys good. will be playing Lake Cormorant at 5 o'clock on Friday. I think weather's supposed to still be good. My voice is fading, Derek, so let's uh, <laughs> let's go ahead. Well, look, well, hey, one more thing I want to say. Yeah, Some, go ahead. You know, I'm going to let you uh, take over for a minute.
0: Yeah, all right. So finally, again, this is nothing to do locally, but we hope everyone is paying attention. Uh, so to, when you're listening to this, this will be Friday's show tomorrow, Saturday at 10 a.m., Team USA faces the Dutch to try and advance to the quarterfinals, also known as the Elite Eight of Soccer. So if you're interested in soccer at all, you know, we know the Hernando, as you said, the Hernando boys have a game tonight and the girls have a game tonight. The boys have another one tomorrow. You could have watch three soccer matches in a row. If you watch Saturday morning, 10 a.m., USA versus the Netherlands. It's Sweet 16, trying to make it to the Elite Eight, what they call the quarterfinals. Uh, just an exciting time. We, we, we'll be choring for the guys. Hopefully they can make it through. So uh, good luck to them.
1: Yeah, I joke with you, all fair, Derek. If anyone is watching game day and Lee Corso put a helmet on or put a mascot head on, they're wasting their time. You got two hours. Nine, it's like two hours that we can advance yes. to the uh, to the late eight man. I just like let's. Go USA. 9 o'clock on Saturday. Cheer for the USA uh, You know this coming Saturday morning. Look, if you enjoy our show, some of the different things we do, share it with friends and family. Uh, just simply hit share on your, your app or, or whatever way you w- listen to our podcast and share it. Text it out. Let people know. Send, send them the link and let people know some of the different things we're talking about and doing. We really appreciate you helping to spread the word about the UTW Podcast. Also, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, give us a five star review. Simply give us a thumbs up. Help us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. Simply stands for Ala Branch. Drops a show early Monday mornings covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. They also deep dive into Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Ala Branch athletics. OB Pod. Look them up today. Derek, we'll end our Friday show the same way we always do. Please let this Sunday be the first day back in church. It's that time of year. Uh, The birth of Jesus is right around the corner, the way we celebrate uh, everything December 1st. Kicking off the month of December, we want to encourage everyone to attend the church this Sunday morning. If you've been looking at a church passing by on the way to work or something like that, maybe somebody's invited you to church and you just haven't taken them up on that invitation. Look on their Facebook page. Look on their website. You'll be able to see all the different uh, worship opportunities and worship times for that local church. Every church in DeSoto is going to have a Facebook page. So please, uh, Derek and I are never trying to lecture. We just want to encourage moms and dads to take their kids to church this coming Sunday. Well, Derek, uh, Matt, I do have something else. You always ask
0: me if I have something else. I have nothing else. I have something else. I want to wish you a happy birthday. If you oh, see Matt, I literally forgot. I literally if you see Matt that. this weekend, uh, <laughs> his birthday is Sunday. So just tell Matt happy birthday. Uh, he's turning 40 something years old. What no, say? Could say it. It's 44. Okay, 44. I'm, I'm, yeah. 44 yeah. years old. Uh it's actually my favorite number. Uh, I know because you're a linebacker right there. Yeah, oh. <laughs> 44,
1: 44 years old. Yeah, oh, so
0: sorry. uh we're going to wish you a happy birthday on air. So this will be the the show that comes out uh, on the 2nd. Uh wishing you happy birthday on the 4th. And again, man, it's awesome. Made
1: it to 44 years old. Uh
0: just a, a good number, a good man, and so just want to wish you a happy and birthday. And
1: you have a you have a birthday the following week. Give me that. What's the date again? It's the 13th. The 13th. Okay, we got no. We've got we're time, not even bringing right? it uh, we're not bring it up. Yeah, yeah, I'll have my voice back then so I could sing. I did feel really bad last night. I I wasn't able to do something that I do at our church youth group all the time. Uh I I recognize birthdays and we sing people happy birthdays. Because I had no voice last night I was not able to recognize Two young people that I love and I know them. And I'm really good, close friends with their family. Henry Lynch, happy 14th birthday. Eva McAlexander, happy 15th birthday. There you go. Was not able to do that last night. At the youth her group dad's birthday is also this her month. Her dad's too. birthday, yeah, is, is exactly. I think Eva actually got a permit. So oh, shout nice. out to Miss McAlexander for that. Happy birthday to Henry Lynch and Eva McAlexander. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt and I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Happy birthday.